And we are back on the G-Truth. It has been quite a while, but there hasn't been too much news until now. The whole NFL world has been blowing up over the whole uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown drama saga. That's an interesting rhyme right there. Um, so that's been blowing up all, all over uh, the NFL offseason. And then the NBA ending of the regular season, there wasn't a whole lot of news over it aside from uh, just rookie of the year race and the MVP race. That was really the main thing. And now that the season ended and we're moving to the postseason, now I can talk about the postseason, my predictions for the playoffs, uh, and some of the new stuff that's happening around, like uh, Dave Yoyer being fired, Vladi Divac moving up in, in position in the Sacramento Kings organization, Magic Johnson stepping down, Luke Walton getting fired, Tyron Lue being at the head of the whole search, uh, Rob Plinka getting more and more power within the Lakers organization, all that good stuff. But I'm going to start off with my playoff predictions. Just quick and simple. Just give off some of my predictions for it, how long the series will last, who wins, and why those teams will win. And not, I'm not going to delve into too many stats. Saying, oh, this team has like 50%, something, something, something. It's just going to be pretty basic stats. Uh, just basically how they play and how they match up against one another. So I'm going to start off with in the Western Conference, and go down the list. All right, well, the one in the first seed and the eighth seed match, Warriors and the LA Clippers. I'm, I'm going to take the dubs in five. I would say it'd be a clean sweep, but I feel like the Clippers have that one game in them to maybe beat the dubs narrowly. Um, I'm kind of hesitant on, on that gentleman sweep, which for four to one, or just a clean sweep bring out the brooms 4-0. But I think that maybe one game, the Warriors kind of just, you know, just take a little rest and the Clippers just win. But it'll be a very close one. All right. From then on for the Western Conference, it gets pretty tough deciding who will win. Next is the Nuggets versus the Spurs. Two seed versus seven seed. I have the Nuggets winning this in six or seven games. I'm going to say... Six, but I would not be surprised if it goes seven games. And the main reason why is because the Nuggets lack the experience. This is, this is their first time in the playoffs in quite some time. Most of the players are pretty young, their first time in the playoffs, aside from Paul Millsap, who has that playoff experience. But th there's only so much that a veteran can teach or warn uh, the younger players about. And the Spurs just have those fundamentals. Even though they also have younger players, they have playoff veterans such as LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan and a bit of Jakob Pertl in there. They got Patty Mills. Tons of veteran players that know what the playoffs are like and I believe will be able to perform when it matters most. But I believe that the Nuggets will be able to pull it out mainly because they are the better team. And they just run with pace, whereas the Spurs are more of a slow down game, take a lot of mid-range shots. And the Nuggets, I think with the, their ability to make the three-pointer and to keep the, keep, keep the tempo on their side, uh, I believe that they'll win. But 
it'll be very close. So, six-game series, I'm going to say. Trailblazers versus Thunder. I mean, three-seed versus six-seed. Even though the Portland Trailblazers have had a tremendous regular season uh, that earned them the number three-seed, they did suffer a huge injury to Nurkic. And the Thunder swept that season series for a zero. So it makes me incredibly difficult for me to pick the Trailblazers in this series rather than the Thunder. So I got the Thunder winning, and I got them winning in five games, actually. I just don't see how Portland wins. CJ McCollum is great, but he hasn't been playing at that level as of late. And this Cantor is also great, but he's not used to Nurkic. And that bench unit isn't as great as the Thunder unit. That defense of the Thunder is way better than the defense and offense of Portland. And I believe that that will make the Thunder win and move on to the next round. Now, this next matchup, this one really gave me the most trouble from the Western Conference. The 4 and 5th seed, the Rockets and the Utah Jazz. I I I said that the Rockets are going to win in six games. These two teams played in the second round last uh, playoffs, and the Rockets won five games. So I'm going to give the Jazz a one-game improvement. But I think that has to do with playoff experience, a bit more play- playoff experience with the Utah Jazz. Their defense has been great uh, last season and this season, and they don't give up many three-pointers. Uh, they don't give up a whole lot of free throws. They keep teams off uh, the board with rebounding. And they have the second best defense in the league according to defensive rating right behind the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And they have great rim protection with uh, Rudy Gobert and great uh, guard defense with uh, not only Jay Crowder but also with Donovan Mitchell. But I think that the Rockets just have the upper hand with a hunger to go back and face the Warriors again in the second round. And I just don't see a young Jazz team really beating this experienced, uh, hungry Rockets team. I, I I think that they will give them trouble, but I just don't think that they will be able to beat the Rockets. And both teams are just red hot heading into this, heading to this matchup. But overall, the Rockets are a better offensive team than the Jazz can hold them to even even with the Jazz's great defense at its peak. So I'm giving it to the Rockets in six games. But I would love to watch that series and I would love to see the Jazz win. Next, I'm going to move over to the Eastern Conference. Now, for the Eastern Conference, there's really two matchups that uh, are unknown to me where I can't really put my finger on not so much the winner, but how many games it would take. So the Bucks versus Pistons is the first one. Uh, again, first eight seed. I have the Bucks winning this in a clean sweep, unlike the Warriors against the Clippers. Uh, the Bucks sweep the season series, and I mean the Pistons have a great player in Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, but Andre Drummond's not going to give you twenty points day in day out. Luke Kennard's been playing pretty nicely. Overall, for the past few, past few games, but I don't think he's gonna be that playoff guy though. And let's face it, Blake Griffin—he's had a tremendous season in the regular season, 
And I think that he has carried way too much of the offensive load and part of the defensive load. That he just can't carry that into the postseason. He's drained of all energy, and he won't be able to do that against that top Bucks defense. So I have the Bucks winning in four. It's, it's going to be an ugly sweep. As in blowouts. Next up is the Raptors against the Magic. Now, surprisingly, they did split. They did split the uh, regular season series, but I believe that that the Raptors will still win in five games. I think the Raptors are susceptible to maybe uh, not really giving up in, in games, but maybe not playing to their fullest ability. That and and they've shown that several times against in in the whole season, many times against Charlotte for whatever reason. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets, that is, where they lost on two game winners in back-to-back match- matchups uh, against the Hornets. And, I mean, it was kind of, I mean, it, was, it was amazing for the Hornets, but it's not that great for the Raptors, but I believe the Raptors will still win five games. They'll have one slip-up game where they don't perform to their best ability, but I believe that they still win pretty convincingly. Now, these next two matchups are the ones that I, I don't really know about because there's a whole lot of ambiguity about the whole thing. So the first one is the 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. The three seed versus six seed. The 76ers hold the three seed. The Nets hold the six seed. Now for me, this is a tricky one. Not because I believe, not because I believe that the Nets will win, but because I just don't know how long it would take for the 76ers to win. Because Embiid could be out for game one. He's doubtful. He's listed as doubtful for game one. And if the Nets win that game, who knows what happens? Because from there, the Nets have all the advantage. But I do have the 76ers winning in six games. And I would have it be a shorter series if I knew for sure that Embiid was playing game one and playing for the whole series. And also, the Nets are a new, young team, completely inexperienced to the whole playoffs. I, I love that team. They're, I mean, a lot of fans are turning towards them and really they like their attitude, like their game, uh, like the whole team chemistry. I mean, they have that team chemistry right there, all there with, uh, I mean, you can see just by watching the games or even little highlights on Instagram or on YouTube, of them dancing around after every single three-pointer or some dunk or some highlight. So the team chemistry is definitely there. It's definitely high. And that and their anticipation and energy that, that they bring will definitely lead them uh, to a couple wins against the 76ers. But I believe that the 76ers' talent overall will prevail um, for them in this round, not necessarily in, not necessarily in future rounds, uh, even though they're not fully gelled together as a unit as Embiid's been out, Jimmy Butler's been out, Ben Simmons still doesn't have a shot, Tobias Harris is still kind of new to the team, uh, but I believe that a lot, a lot of these games are going to be close, but having Jimmy Butler there as the closer, as a definitive closer, as a clutch playmaker for the 76ers will definitely help them, because if he was not there, I, I could see the Nets winning this game with Embiid out, because the 76ers just do not have a go-to guy in the clutch, and that guy now is Jimmy Butler. So that's the 
only reason why I have this going to six is because Embiid is questionable, doubtful, and I just don't think that the seven sixers that the Philadelphia seven sixers have the complete chemistry package together to just get the season uh the series my bad the series over with quick and easy. Next up is the Celtics and the Pacers. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If Victor Oladipo was completely healthy, as in he, he was playing right now, first of all, the Pacers would not be the fifth seed. They'd be the third seed probably. And I did get my prediction right about where the seeds would line up with the 76ers at three, Celtics at four, and Pacers sliding down to fifth. It was kind of close for a while, but eventually I was right. Um, but... If, if Oladipo was completely healthy, first of all, they wouldn't be in the fifth seed. But I would definitely choose the Pacers over the Celtics team. The Celtics just have way too many chemistry problems going all, all over the place. And the Pacers just have a great defense. But without Victor Oladipo, their offense is tragic. It's horrible. It's hard to watch. They go on horrible runs where they just cannot buy a bucket. But they're stunning Defense just locks up teams, forces them into tough shots and isolation isolation possessions that are unwanted. That will keep them in the series. I will say Celtics in six, but it can go farther to game seven if the Pacers make the Celtics an isolation team, which the Celtics are very, very capable of turning into in a bad way where they have... I saw Kyrie Irving and I saw uh, Jason Tatum. Um, but the Celtics are also moving, are, are also missing uh, Marcus Smart, their defensive anchor. I I mean, oddly enough, but all that has to do with the, his emotion. So I think that with those factoring in, the Pacers have a great shot at upsetting the Celtics in this first round just by forcing the Celtics to, to play a brand of basketball that they have fallen into the trap of playing several times in the regular season. However, I do think that the Celtics uncomfort- uncomfortably gel together and do just enough passing and just a, just not enough isolation basketball. Hopefully I worded that right. Uh, just a squeak by the Pacers and move on. It's going to be an ugly series. And by ugly this time, I do not mean by blowouts. I mean close, tough, hard-nosed matchups where it's going to be very stagnated offenses. Uh, but it should be a great defensive series. If you love defense, definitely watch this series. If you love offense, this is not your series. Probably your best series for watching offense will be the 76ers and Nets, and then the Rockets and Jazz. Uh, or even the Nuggets and Spurs. I mean, those are the best series, I would say, uh, offensively, just by looking at it. That would be entertaining, too. I mean, I would have put the Warriors and the Clippers up there, but I don't think it would be too entertaining, because I think the Warriors would be pretty dominant and be pretty obvious who would win in those situations. So I'm going to go through the whole list, just recap the whole thing. I got Warriors moving on in five games. Nuggets moving on in six games. I got the Thunder beating the play. I got I got the Thunder beating the Blazers in five games, and then the Rockets moving on 
in six games against the Jazz. And then in the Eastern Conference, I have the Bucks moving on in four games against the Pistons and the Raps uh, getting a gentleman's sweep against the Magic. And then the 76ers and Nets series should be an interesting one with the Phillies uh, moving on in six games and Celtics and Pacers lastly. Celtics winning in six games, but very, very closely. I do not have a Game 7 game here, but I think if there were any Game 7s, it would be the Nuggets and Spurs one and the Celtics and Pacers game. Yeah. Those are my predictions, and we shall see how they work out. I will be uh, commenting on how each game turns out and how I perceive the outcome of each game. Um, I will not be making any changes to my predictions, so they're concrete, and we can see how correct I am in this. Um, yeah, so it should be definitely fun, and I will be a lot more active, especially with postseason time around here, and a lot more NFL and NBA news involving the coaching uh, staffs all around the, all around the NBA league, as well as drama in the NFL. Anyways, that has been the G Truth. Thank you for listening. Thank you for turning. Thank you for turning in. There you go. I said that correctly. Thank you for. Thank you for turn. Thank you for tuning in. There we go. Uh, um. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for tuning in. And peace.